So we're good to go. Yeah. Um, hello. Welcome to the friends. Wait, 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 wait. Let's stop, stop. Oh, you so, motherfucker. No, I meant to say this, but now that we're here, well, one, I can't see you guys on my screen, but that's fine. But when you're editing these things, just do a silent three count and then say hello. It makes it so much easier okay. to edit. One, two, three. Hello. Welcome to the Friends of Zeus podcast. <laughs> silent at all. Yeah, I, that, was, that was a nice silent three count. But no, that's cool, man. Welcome to the Friends of Zeus podcast. I'm Zeus. These are my friends. Um, we are on episode 80 of this podcast. Hopefully we'll get to 80 listeners or subscribers. That'd be yeah. great. Um, <clears throat> so um, I'll get the business out of the way. Uh, look for us on YouTube, Facebook, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Rumblings on Rumble, and that one, the YouTube. Um, and eventually we'll get to like Google Hangouts and, and other ones. But for right now, those are the, the key ones. Oh, Apple, Apple Podcasts as well. Mm. And uh, I'm working on SoundCloud, but it's confusing. Um, tonight... We are going to get into a little heavier fare. Um, we touched on it last week, or I touched on it last week, because um, I find it bothersome. And for those that don't know about, about, about it from the show, I tend to lean left, but, but, but what's happened recently, I find offensive, which is this uh, very, very, very public raid on Mar-a-Lago with uh, Trump. I'm not a fan of him, but I am a fan of the Office of President. And I feel like this is, regardless of anything, a a very public attack on the Office of President. It it degrades it, it waters it down, and it makes it, it lowers the bar uh, and the standards for those that come along later um so again i will i just will i want to reiterate i'm not a fan of the guy um don't like him that much i I don't hate everything about him but i do not think that it is it is right for them to have done what they did in the way that they have i equate it with gestapo type behavior um that's that's it i mean it, it i just I don't know how to process this. It, it's, it's not how we should be acting as Americans. Um, and with that being said, this is definitely one that Mike has a great deal more uh, uh, research into. I've done a little bit, but Mike is kind of going to be the guy that steers the boat here. Uh, that being said, Mike, you want to kind of give us a timeline? Yeah, sure. Well, so... Um... Wow, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been said about this, um, you know, both in the news and, uh, you know, and at work and all that stuff. This internet is really good. It's very good, dude. (laughs) These are good fries. So about, what was it, today's Tuesday? So a week ago yesterday? Um. The FBI, under the direction of the uh, Department of Justice, 
executed a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. And so far, what we've kind of been able to find out is they had some specific things listed on that. And then also this kind of catch-all, which was they could look for anything that was generated during the, the, the Donald Trump presidency that was still in, in Mar-a-Lago. Um, just to, to back up a little bit for our younger listeners out there, um, having the Department of Justice, which is technically under the executive branch, okay, we have separation of powers, executive, legislative, and judicial. So the Department of Justice is under the executive branch. So to have the Department of Justice go after even a former president, it hasn't, it's never happened before. It's completely unprecedented in the entire history of our country. Yeah, even Nixon, it was, it was at the time. It was when the crime was committed. Crime, well, but we don't have still, to get into that, but. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Nixon figures into this a lot because a lot of the laws that are being discussed right now that they're using came into being after after Nixon left office. Um, so this is a very provocative step uh, by the Department of Justice. Now, you the put this over there. Sure. <laughs> the Department, the Department of Justice. Never going to stop. Before nine eleven, <laughs> and still to this day, the Department of Justice is over the FBI. So you have you have the Department of Justice. And, and they are over the FBI. They are the supreme um, law enforcement agency Uber in, in the land. Um, now, you know, Department of Homeland Security is also involved in that as well, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, so what happened last Friday or last Monday was completely unprecedented. That's why this thing has been in the news. If you don't follow politics very often, you're like, why is this such a big deal? It's because it's never, ever, ever happened before. Typically, when <laughs> a president leaves office, you know, they have to pack up or their people pack up what they're going to take out of the White House. And a lot of times it goes into storage for a future presidential library. Sometimes it goes to the president's house. Sometimes it goes to a warehouse in D.C. Who knows? Obama had things sent to a warehouse in Chicago. Uh, I believe Bill Clinton had things sent to a warehouse in Arkansas. Uh, when Reagan left, everything got shipped or shipped out to the Reagan Library in California. Uh, Trump had his personal effects sent to Mar-a-Lago. So this is this is nothing. Uh, this is nothing new. Um, there were negotiations going on leading up to this and communication between the Department of Justice, the FBI, and uh, Donald Trump's lawyers um, inquiring about things that he had, things that may be in the national interest for them to have. Now, there's two things here. There's the Espionage Act, which is 1917 law that's targeting uh, not presidents. It's generally targeting uh, people who are from foreign nations who are trying to steal state secrets, typically military. Um, and then you have the Presidential Records Act, which is not a criminal uh, a criminal situation. It's, it's basically an administrative thing. And, and basically what the Presidential Records Act says is 
any sort of communications um, or things relating to policy, historical things, uh, artifacts, things that were donated, unless they were expressly given as presents or presents to the president are actually property in the United States and, and for posterity and history should be retained by the National Archives. Throughout, the, well, this that part of it was started after Nixon because Nixon, you know, when he left office, he, he kept a lot of things and people wanted to have records. And that's when the, the Presidential Records Act came into being was after Nixon left. But generally, this has happened after every president has left office. Um, it's a gray area. Uh, presidents take certain things that the National Archives ends up saying, hey, we need to, we need to get this back. And it can take decades sometimes to resolve these situations. And it's completely uh, not unprecedented to have this process take place. Um, the unprecedented part is Donald Trump just left, left office like 19 months ago. And to put it in some perspective, the United States government did not get back everything they wanted from the Nixon administration until 39 years after he left office. So, um, now, um, if I may, the one thing that I did read about this that kind of there's a there's a huge gap. So apparently, they started this process of wanting to get information from him. I think back in July or June. Is that right? A while ago. So I it was last year. Yeah, that's the part that I find I, I don't understand why this happened now and why it didn't happen. Oh, I'll tell then. you. Yeah, I bet you will, Mike. Yeah. So, You're so adorable. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I love this internet here. And I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but just I'm just trying to outline because I've talked to people about this and they're like, Oh, this is this is uh, big news because Trump is so horrible and he was trying to steal nuclear secrets, mm-hmm. all this other stuff, just this crap. Again, it's like low information people, people that don't know anything about this. Uh, you know, we're in our we're in our fifties. Uh, the generation after us had criminally negligent civics classes in school, so kids don't know this stuff, and now they're. 40 years old and they're just like watching the news they don't understand what's going on they have no idea what's going on so yeah to them it's the gospel to them it's the yeah and we'll get into that too so back in june the fbi was actually at mar-a-lago and uh was going you know had access to the entire place uh there's reports trump's reported and some of the agents have corroborated um corroboration for those uh people that don't know is when you get multiple people to as sources to uh to confirm <laughs> that certain things happen i know this is completely lost in journalism today but some fbi agents have corroborated that donald trump himself actually came downstairs and said hello to the agents that were like looking through the stuff that was there and they found some things that although they were marked as top secret uh trump is saying he is to classify them which is a whole other topic we can get into but the the agents and the DOJ people at the time said, hey, you know what, we, we're cool with you having us here, but we'd like you to put another lock on the door just because, you know, until we figure this stuff out. And that was pretty much the last communication until the same people came back and broke that lock off the door because Donald Trump and complied if, and put a lock on the door. May I ask, do you think that that was a case of we were still in the changing of the guard kind of place? 
No, this and was other- still in June. This was just June of this year. Well, no, but what I'm saying is he still had people that were willing to work work with him. Um, on well, you know what I mean in in DOJ, and now they've been vetted out, and now it's more of a no I, Biden administration DOJ that is more willing to comply with what Biden wants done and less willing to to no, it's no? the same people it's okay. the same it's just before they were kind of following more protocol even though that's unusual even the trip in June was unprecedented to have them come and like actually want to like look through things um what is going on and the reason why a lot of this doesn't make any sense is the entire and again we could do a whole episode just on what the what the reasoning behind this but in my estimation from everything i've read from everything i've seen and just using common sense this entire raid and yes it was a raid by the definition words mean things it was Not all anymore. just a it was all just a pretext uh-huh. they to get in to mar-a-lago they wanted to who knows they were fishing were they you know trump says hey maybe they were trying to plant stuff people are like that's crazy Maybe they were putting in listening devices. Maybe that's crazy. Of course, you know, when Trump said that they were putting listening devices in Trump Tower, everyone berated him for it. And then we come to find out later that they were completely spying on him um, at that time. So who knows? But I, I mean, on that one, I think I think that's always happening. You know, maybe somebody's yeah. always trying to but again. But but what it has done by going through the first lady's you know closet of personal effects and going through. Donald Trump's office and his personal effects and basically going through the entire resort other than rooms that are occupied by guests. It is a strong arm tactic. It is a way of the establishment of the swamp of the ingrained power structure in DC reaching out and making it known that you do not cross them. That's it's it's like the mafia. They were sending a message, and it's more like the Gestapo I, or I the really, Gestapo. Yeah, but it was it was definitely a message being sent, and you cannot separate this from the fact that this is a former president of the United States, and how unprecedented um, this is. We have there is going to be. Before this happened, and for, for those of us old enough to remember 9-11, and you look back and you're like, yeah, there's before 9-11 and there's after 9-11. Well, unfortunately, in American political history, there is going to be before they raided a former president's personal residence and after that. We have what the norms have com- been completely shattered. They have been completely shattered. We are in uncharted territory. This is the sort of thing that it's, it's, it's other countries do to their former leaders i'm not i'm not equating it with the patriot act but it, it is yeah. similar in that like you said the 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 timeline stops and kind of think talking string theory kind of thought process now we got these this new line that we're going to be following that now it's been done it will be done again it will be a new political tactic you know um, yeah, it's, it, I'm, I'm very alarmed by this. You can't, you can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again on this. And mm. unfortunately, again, a lot of the things that have gone on with Donald Trump, I mean, from the 
Russia collusion hoax, the you know two completely ridiculous impeachment processes, the you know troop bounty gate, the you know taxes, you know we got to get his taxes. I mean, I can't even remember them all. It, it's like oh, it, uh, injecting bleach in your. It is hydrochloroquine. It, yeah, uh, endless parade. They've never stopped since the time this guy came down the stairs, trying to prevent him from being in power. And at the crux of this, to put it very plainly, so that people understand what's going on that aren't into politics, what we are dealing with right now, in plain language, is the establishment power structure in this country. And I'm not talking about Democrats and Republicans. I'm talking about the big pharma, big tobacco, I'm talking about firearms. the Democrat Party. I'm talking about entrenched Republicans. I'm talking about all the swamp creatures in D.C., they do not want Donald Trump to be president again. Donald Trump is not someone that's relevant to their interests. Um, he is. He does not play the game the way they want it played, and he does not have the same aligned beliefs that they have. And this is not a subtle thing. They are the, the thing that concerns me is this has gone in the last five or six years. This has gone from slight media bias to uh, harsh rhetoric to propaganda to a full-throated rhetorical information war to now weaponizing differences of political opinion and turning them into criminal uh-huh. behavior and and when i look objectively at the way that the establishment is behaving they are being reckless reckless right now they don't even understand exactly what they're doing they are so desperate and that's the part that concerns me the most is they are obviously in a point of desperation right now because they know and i god willing um sign of the cross whatever if trump becomes president again it is not going the first term is going to look like a cuddly teddy bear compared to what happens next time Here's my concern, and it and it kind of falls in with that, the Joe Rogan trope of we're we're these we're these biological beings, and and we've got this new source of 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 input being the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in its own weird way, and I'm not going to get too far into the internet part, but in its own weird way our fast food like mentality of getting everything now, Google this, Google that has translated um, to how we do things publicly as well. So instead of having, you know, a, a slow, a slow, whatever they're doing right now, instead of it being like easing it in, they're just, Boom. No paradigm shifts. I know I've been using that term a lot. It's my new uh, zeitgeist. Um, But, but there is, but paradigm shifts are important for a reason. They, 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 they allow us to process things. It's kind of like when philosophy was introduced to religion, suddenly everybody had access to it, but it was a slow process and it was easier to digest. And now it's just being rammed down our throat. So, what would have taken decades to 
legally do if they if they if they so wanted to and it would be public we would know these these things were were accessible like raiding Marilago or or visiting him if we don't want to call it a raid but my point is is that I don't think it's a, an act of desperation I think it's 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 dipping their toe in the water what can we get away with as quickly as possible oh nobody did anything about it let's keep going and they're just they're just going with the flow and it's just we're gonna we're gonna go through before anything gets better in the u.s or even in the world we're gonna go through a tidal wave of injustices and um just anger rage i mean Right now, society in the world, is, we're all in this place where we're walking, we're not walking around on edge in our, in our own little microcosm, but we're, there's, we always have these things in the back of our head, like, like what we talked about last week, like this Mar-a-Lago. I don't think I'm the only Democrat that, that, that realizes that this should not have happened, not based on liking Trump or disliking Trump, but this is an attack on a sacred office in the United States. Um, even, even I was actually listening to the Nixon speech and I got to tell you, he, he was noble in his, in his resignation. Um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not doing these things. We're just, it, they're just push, push, pushing and seeing how far they can get. And it, to me, it's quite frightening. It's a raw um, exercise of power. Yeah. It's raw power. It's blatant. And that's the thing that bothers me about it. Anybody that's got half a brain in their head oh. realizes that this is, that this is, let's not, we don't even have to call it an injustice because perhaps he did do things wrong. Perhaps he has all the secrets for Area 51, whatever. Um, that, you know, perhaps he has things that he wants to leak out and he wants to use his political, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, you know, currency, but it's a behind the scenes thing. These are the things that the, 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 the reaction to say he was doing something wrong. These are the things that should be behind closed and, doors. And there's, these are the things that they should handle uh, punishing it or whatever, where we should not be privy to it to protect us from the ugly business that's going on and the i hate to use mike's term because it drives me nuts sometimes but the party is just they don't give a shit that we're i'm a people have said they're marxist or or definitely alluded to the fact that they're they're marxist it's it's frightening they don't even have to act they don't even have to uh, to put across that they have american standards they can just they're they're going to change the american standards till it fits their needs it's, and that's frightening and it's situational outcome based and it's different rules for different people but yeah Jack, right. no no i mean that's that's one thing that that reeks of this whole thing to me is i mean they hate this guy they're constantly vilifying him with every means at their disposal whether it's social media whether it's legacy media like they're in bed with the government and people don't <laughs> see, we talk about it all the time 
Trump's not just going up against Biden or the Democrats. He's going up against basically the entire media, and he always has been. And what I find interesting is that it, it, it's disgusting to me because you think about, you, you remember when Trump had that sort of bullhorn bulldog, uh, Roger Stone? Yeah. Now, when they busted Roger Stone, CNN, I believe, was there at five o'clock in the morning to, yeah. film, to film the raid uh, as they marched this guy out in boxers, you know, with guns pointed at him. So they, yeah. went, they went after Roger Stone to a full audience. They went after Trump now again for like the thousandth time. Uh, Paul Manafort, Steve Bannon. Uh, and then Hillary Clinton, nothing. Uh, Derek Holder, nothing. Like they're, they're very selective. And, and so is, and unfortunately, so is America because they're basically spoon fed the shit that, that, the, that they want them to hear. In other words, you clickbait, man. Well, no, yeah, but I mean, everybody's in cahoots. And like Mike said, when he won that election, it blew them away. And they did everything they could from 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 Jump Street to take him down because they, they were afraid of him. That's a fact. Mike, you're totally right. The deep state was a real thing. It is a real thing. And, they, and he's and he's a maverick. Right. So now here we go. Now it's 2022. It's 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 funny, but it's, you know, it's election time. We're 90 days away from the November elections. So let's make it, let's, let's, let's do what we can to Trump again to show that we can. And I'm telling you, and I can, I can see, they don't want him to run again. And I can already see what they're after. Okay. Let's assume that, I mean, worst case scenario for Trump is they really have him on something that can march him off in handcuffs. Right. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. But, they even, do that. but, but yeah. even if even if they get him to be sworn in and assert his Fifth Amendment privilege, right? Like I can picture the campaign ads now in 2024, you know, and just just constantly replaying him in front of Congress pleading the fifth. I, I can see it because they want to bury this guy before he even has a chance because they know America. I mean, a lot of people hate Trump. But a lot of people see the job Biden's doing, and they remember what it was like even for just three years. And they're like, wait a minute. You know, this is this is this this is gonna be a problem. You know, we have we have grandpa Joe up there who can't even put on his jacket or string three sentences together, and the country's going in the fucking toilet. And then we got this guy that almost won in 2020. I mean, he really, that was a, it was a close race and it didn't even get decided on election night. So there's a legitimate fear of him. And like Mike, you said, any means that they're disposable, like there's no embarrassment now. They're totally covered. You got Joe Scarborough talking about nuclear codes. Totally from out of, with zero evidence, of nothing, everything. Um, it's, it's still like anonymous sources. Right. And all no, they... And all they all they had is the fact that he did what every president has done before. He left the White House with some boxes of stuff because that's what they do. But again, that's yeah, when pretext. Like no one, look, the DOJ and the FBI do not give a frog fart about the boxes. That was don't. all a pretext to get into the building and to put the 
the arm behind the back, right? Uh-huh. And to 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 be the the bully on this on the schoolyard. And to here's here's the dangerous part. Okay, the danger. Trump is Trump. Okay, and and you can like Trump and not like everything he does. I'll tell you one thing. I already I didn't like Trump before he was elected the first time. But from if you're someone that looks at actions instead of words, like me, I think he's fan. I think he's one of the best presidents we've ever had in the history of this country. Whatever, mm-hmm. I debate anyone on that. But I look at it now. It take Trump out of this. Look. The establishment is sending a signal to me, to Zeus, to Jack, to everyone that is like, you better not fuck with us because we will fuck with you. And and as someone like myself who went down, you know, to Washington, D.C., onto the mall and to the ellipse on January 6th to register <laughs> my presence because I was like, what the fuck's going on with this election? we did an episode on that this stuff did not come out of nowhere there was a lot of there many legitimate reasons for people to be down there you don't get three hundred thousand people showing up for bullshit it's legitimate reasons and now that's looked at as like an insurrection and people Uh jobs and they're getting thrown in jail and and i'm like a nobody man and they're going after trump the same way i look at that and i'm like holy shit like the gloves are off this is People are like, are we in a war right now? I'm like, 100% we're in a war right now. This is a, at the very least, a rhetorical, not the, not the get into Alex Jones territory, but this is an information war. They are flooding the zone with propaganda, and it's almost impossible to keep up with it. And it's, it's like someone, I talk to people about stuff. I hear things being parroted back to me, some from people that we all know, some from, you know, strangers or whatever. And like, you can't have an argument like the, who was it? Hearst said, you don't have an argument with someone that buys ink by the barrel, right? Well, we don't have printing press anymore, but we have the internet. We have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have all the corporate press, AT&T, Comcast, you know, Bezos owns the Washington Post. It's a very centralized thing. They are all in line with the party. I know. What is going on right now is an existential threat to the American Republic. If they can keep Donald Trump from becoming president, thereby shutting down my voice, other people's voices that want to, and I'm not talking about becoming president, I'm saying allowing him to even run. Right, right? that's Um, the idea. It is an existential threat. It's over after that, man. I mean, you talk about when people are like, it's over, it's not an exaggeration. It is a critical mass. Once they get to a certain level of power, like you know it's like the mafia dude it's like once they have a certain level of power yeah it's over people as as great as human beings are we are we have a lot of self-interest and once you once it gets over that 51 percent where people are like you know what i do believe in the constitution but i don't want my kid to get killed or i believe in the constitution but you know i i don't want to lose my job and like be homeless that's when it's gone. And we're very, we're very close to that. And I, again, not to be all like this guy, but I've had, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, and this is why I'm so passionate about it. I've lost my social media accounts. I got kicked off. I got kicked off like, thanks man. I got kicked off my neighborhood listserv, like for just talking about stuff. It's like, 
nothing crazy. I'm not threatening anybody. So I know I can see where this is going already because I've already been there. Like I'm the dude ahead and I've already seen it anyway. Yeah. Well, that the thing is like people, like I've been told, well, you know, and I typically with any kind of like news story, I always have like a wait and see approach. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. talk about, well, what if he really is a criminal or what if he was selling secrets to a foreign government or what if this or that? And, you know, I still stand by what we talked about. Like, here's a president, outgoing president, had his had his records, had boxes of stuff like they all do. And they basically banged on his door and executed a search warrant on on a former president who's also the current president's political rival, yes. top political rival yes. right before election time. And then also he was deposed the same week. He had to go before the New York, I think the attorney general. Up in um, the Southern District. Yeah, because of like, you know, his business dealings while they're doing this in his house in Florida. It, it just blows my mind. And then another thing, do you remember during the Russia, Russia gate, there was, there were all the FISA warrants, right? Remember the FISA warrants? Yeah. Now, currently all we know, we know very little about what got them permission to search Mar-a-Lago, but there's a hearing coming up on, I guess the Trump people want the affidavit to be unsealed. Like what was what was, you know, what was the reason behind this warrant? Kind of like with the FISA warrants. Like they, they couldn't find out what the justification was. Folks, Can you whatever. clarify what FISA is for um, oh, me? What was, <laughs> what was it, Mike? It was um, federal investigative. I forget, it was so long ago now. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, they, well, basically it was the warrants they used to justify the surveillance that they were doing at the time. You know, under under the guise of the uh, the steel dossiers, I, as I recall. Yeah, basically, the whole thing with the FISA warrants was it, it typically before the Patriot Act, the federal government was not allowed to surveil American citizens domestically. Right. And what the FISA law said was, okay, we get that, but what if an American citizen is talking to a foreign agent? Uh, we need to be able to like investigate that and record it. Foreign well, Intelligence Surveillance Act. Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. So in order to do that, they created the FISA court where they had these judges, these magistrates, they weren't all necessarily judges, and the FBI or CIA or whoever could go before them and say, listen, I know Michael Wilkes is a great upstanding dude, but he's been hanging out with this guy Zeus, who's a complete lunatic, lunatic. and we, and Zeus lives in Costa Rica, and eventually, and he's not a U.S. citizen, we need to surveil Zeus, so in order to do that, we need to surveil Michael. We're going to see a lot of masks. That's the five. It didn't that's, exist. that's pretty much it. Yeah. It didn't exist before. He fucking hates that thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was just saying that as far as the affidavit that supported the application for this particular warrant, the Trump lawyers have moved to have that unsealed. And the, the same judge is supposed to rule on that, I want to say Thursday. That's the latest I heard. So the judge that allowed it is going to rule on his appeal? On releasing it. On, on releasing it, right. Whatever the ground. In, this, in South, South Florida. Yeah, and also a, another just little interesting tidbit that I heard, um, which I just thought was sort of funny, is apparently this judge, magistrate, whatever, was the same guy that defended Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know if that 
if I if that happened before we had technical difficulties. But uh, I just I just mentioned that in passing. It's just interesting to me. Um, and then also the and then I also thought it was strange. This, this, all, this all happened the same week that Biden announced he's going to run again. And then also that Trump was being deposed by the attorney general in New York. It just seemed like a perfect storm that seemed like a big coincidence to me. Someone and this wasn't me. It wasn't my thought, but it was someone I was listening to. And they said they had a great point. And they were like, look, I, wherever you fall on this, however much you pay attention to it or not, the fact that Merrick Garland did not come out 10 minutes after the news broke, which Trump broke, he's the one that broke the news that Mar-a-Lago was raided. And the fact that Garland didn't come out and say, listen, I know this looks horrible, man. I know, I know Trump's probably running again. I know I'm... But listen, here is my case. I need to make the case to the American people. Here is the reason why I need to do blah, 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 blah. He didn't, there's nothing like that. It's all like, no, we're interested in equal justice under the law, full transparency. And then they turn around and there's no equal justice, man. It's like we still talk, we were talking about John Paul McIsaac again. I mean, this guy had FBI agents, according to him, threaten him in his own, in his own shop, you know, related to the he mentioned it in the book that he just released. Right. We need to get John back on. I was thinking of calling John just to have him on this episode, just because I think he would be cool being on an episode where he doesn't have to talk about his stuff. You know, he could just talk about something tangential. Right. But the fact is, well, if, but his stuff is re- his stuff is relevant too, though, because you think about the implications of what they're holding on that laptop, and that that's a list of other people they're not going after with any kind of investigation at all. Yeah, that, that the, 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 the hearings on that are snail's pace would be uh, too rapid. Yeah. I, um, and again, you know, I, I hate this because this is not the, the Democratic Party that I was part of. It's not. No, um, dude, you're the Democrat Party. And listen, most of my, uh, at least on my mother's side of the family, total Democrats, man, going back forever. And and the Democrat Party, again, I could I could have a debate and argue topics from the Democrat Party perspective circa like 1992. Uh-huh. I can't do that anymore. I don't even know where these people's heads are. They're they're not grounded in anything. All I see is America sucks. Everything that they they espouse goes against American principles. You know, I mean, they say, I love America. I'm like, you can't, America is not a country. It's an ideal. It's an idea. It's the constitution. It's a way of governing. It's a, it's an outlook on life. It's not dirt. Okay. And when you say that you love America, but then you are not for representational government and you're not for consent of the government or equal justice under the law or personal liberty, you're not an American. I mean, it's, you're not. I mean, that's the definition of what it is. And they, the Democrat Party or the party has proven time after time after time after time after time in the last 30 years that they are not interested in those things. So I, I don't have any problem. I would argue it doesn't go that far back. I, I think we... It's the, the beginnings of it. I, w- yeah. I, w- I would concede that, yes. I, the The... The critical point of it is in the last five or six years, but it's been building for sure. And re- I, this is not to put 
the Republican Party is not innocent in this. No, this is not. No, and and when we talk about also, you were talking about deep state earlier, and I wanted to, I didn't want to come across as as negative or poo poo what you're saying, but we do have to acknowledge that this deep state is on both sides. Yeah, it's it's. Look, there's no, here's the two sides. People that believe in American principles and people that don't. That's the two sides. And the fact is the deep state, what people call the deep state, here's what it is. It is the entrenched bureaucratic. uh, Unelected. Unelected organization in this country. And going all the way back, and I've mentioned this guy before, Ron Smith, he used to be on the radio in Baltimore. And he, he pointed it out. He's like, listen. You have your parties, you have your candidates, you have your Congress people, you've got your senators. They get elected, they come and go. But in Washington, D.C., and this is someone, I was born in Baltimore, I live in D.C., or outside of D.C. now, Baltimore. Um, so I know go these cow. people, man. I know these people are people that are friends of mine. I've got a friend that's a CIA agent. These are people, like, I go, I do renovations in their houses. Like, I talk to them, okay? These are people that... When, whoever gets elected, they stay. They are still in there. And our Congress, which is in all of this, this, we should do a whole episode on Congress because all of the, everything that we've ever talked about in Friends of Zeus that's a freaking disaster with the United States right now is all at the foot of Congress and them abdicating their responsibilities and them trying to like, just trying to get elected the next time. But the thing is, Congress has been writing laws since we've been born that that defer power to unelected appointed bureaucrats and give them power to just dictate policies the EPA the Department of Education all of these organizations that you know Department of Education didn't exist until like 1978 or something um, and these people this deep state bureaucratic entrenched non-elected whatever that is the group of people that are the issue that is the that is the problem because they have no fear and they don't give a crap about anything in outside of the beltway of washington dc and they have the luxury of not being politically they don't have a uh constituent that they have to answer to they answer to the power broker the the political power brokers but they're they're the shadows they're the carl rose yeah the they're, they're ones behind the scenes if i lived in nebraska i don't think i would understand this stuff as much as i do and that's why it's keywords they don't see it. and this is what when trump here's something about trump that i love when trump was in office he was the one that was taught his, or people in his administration and him he was the one that's talking about like hey man okay uh why don't we take the, the new FBI headquarters, which I don't think this made national news, but in this area was huge news because the, the Herbert Hoover building is a disaster and they've been wanting to move the FBI somewhere, actually right about two miles from where Zeus and I are right now to the old Exxon uh, headquarters. They've okay. been talking about moving it there. Anyway, Trump was like, let's take the FBI headquarters and put it in Nebraska. Let's take the Department of Education headquarters and put it in Arkansas. Let's get these bureaucrats out, spread them out throughout the United States so that they have to go to school, eat at the same restaurants, go to the same car mechanics, 
drive on the same roads is everyday Americans. Because that's not what we have right now. Right now, How DC about- is it's it's the Emerald Castle, man. It is its own ecosystem, and it doesn't give a crap about anything outside of itself. And that is. How about just making it work for them to get to those places? Making it a a there's just a, too much power centralized here. Well, and as far as centralized power, it's 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 going to continue because another thing Congress will never vote on, never pass, never write. Why don't we talk about term limits for these fuckers? And why don't we talk about an age limit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it's never going to happen. Who's the Svengali that, you know, do we need, um, you know, and I'll, I'll say even like Grasley, who's a Republican, like, do we need him in being a, uh, in, in Congress for 40 years? I mean, seriously. I well, mean, yeah, but, a lot of amazing people in this country. And, and also, they just get more powerful and richer, and then no one can take them out. You know, and who's going to run a campaign against that guy now? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I, again, I've told this story before, I think, on this podcast, but just to touch on this. When I lived in Baltimore for almost 20 years, Baltimore, I was in District <laughs> 3, Maryland can congressional district three and our senator when i was growing up was a guy named paul sarbanes he was maryland one of maryland's senators for pretty much from almost my entire life and there was a guy in district three who announced representatives named ben carden ben carden is now a u.s senator from maryland so what happened was paul sarbanes as a senator retired and the very next election, Ben Cardin, who was the guy in waiting from the Maryland Democratic political machine, got the nod, got the, got the, you know, sword on the shoulder, like, you're going to be a <laughs> senator, so everyone backed him. And he left District 3, and you know who got elected in my district after that? Michael Sarbanes, Paul Sarbanes' son. Oh, nepotism. Became, became my new representative. And all of the political signs, and I had one up till a few years ago. They didn't, they didn't say Michael Sarbanes. They said Sarbanes. Name recognition, my friend. Name recognition, and it's just brute force. And 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 this guy, he didn't run. He didn't run commercials. I don't. To this day, I don't even know if the guy what he looks like. He could sit right next to me. I have no idea what this guy looks like. Wow. Because wow. he didn't have to. He had the name. And it's just anyway. My point is, there is a. And if you don't. If you're not aware of it, and if you don't live in this area, I don't know that you really see it or understand it in the same way. I mean, I I think you can, but it's visceral. It is visceral here. Like, they don't care. It's like, look, man, if you get 60 miles outside of D.C., they don't give a shit about anything out. They have no idea what's going on out there. They have no idea no idea other than like tahoe or you know they don't care they don't care they don't have they have no idea it's a whole different planet it's frightening i know it's frightening look i wrote a couple things and one this isn't all like doom and gloom i'm actually been really trying to think of ways through this and i actually got onto this one discussion board just to try to like engage with some people like my fellow Americans who hate Trump to try and understand like where they're coming from and not being like trollish and not trying to be inflammatory or anything. And it's, I think 
in the times that we're in right now, and, and, and this is not just for like random people, this is for like your brother, your sister, your parents, your friend, your coworker, whatever. You got, you, and I'm talking to everyone, like we got to find common ground with each other. I mean, yeah. there, there's so many things that you can disagree on, but you know what we can agree on? We want our kids to be safe. We want our kids to get a good education. We want people to be paid a, a decent wage for the time that they work. It's kind of commensurate with like what they bring to the table. We want taxes to be like, I know what they are and, and I don't mind paying them if they're fair. You know, we want to know that when I vote or when you vote, that your vote counts and it counts once. Yeah, these are all things that we've talked once. about. They're all things that yeah, have been we've attacked. All, you know, and it's like, you know, 15 years ago, no one, no one thought that their vote wouldn't count or that someone, now it's like, I'm like, man, I don't trust the voting system. I just don't. I, and, and the federal government isn't assuaging me of this because the party is trying to federalize state elections so that they can control them. So they're, they're not doing anything to lower the temperature. They're pushing and pushing and pushing for more and more power. And it's like, look, there's a lot of people out there that have no idea what's going on. They just know Orange Man is bad. They have Trump derangement syndrome. And they just react uh, without even thinking. Like Trump's Mar-a-Lago Mar got raided. Good for that asshole. I hope he's in an orange jumpsuit. And you're like, well, you know, well, what did he do wrong? Well, he's he's corrupt. Well, how's he corrupt? Uh, you must be a Trumper. You know, it's like, what is a woman? What is a woman? What is a woman? What is a woman? But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, and that's why I'm saying the language of saying, look, do you believe in individual liberty? Do you believe that one vote, one person? Do you believe in that people should have a say in who their leaders are? Or people in the government are, you know, do you believe in personal property that people own personal property? I mean, these are the, the when people talk about the foundational things that this country is founded on, that, that's what we're talking about. And I got to believe that even the most, uh, you know, whatever, whoever, whatever someone thinks about Trump, we got to believe in those ideals together. I mean, if we don't, then it's already over. Right. Like if we can't agree on that stuff, it's already. Well, and, and you talk about language. One of the things that bothers me is you were talking about how they're saying now we want equal this and equal that. But equal is de defined in the conversation by the person that's using the term equal. Um, so it's their version of equal. It's not a, a true equal. It's what they determine is fair and just and that's going to tend to lean towards the person that's saying it um, and it's equality we, of opportunity not equality of outcome what we need we we really need um if i was gonna go for if i was gonna say who i'd like to run and i and i just i mean i like andrew yang i know you guys don't particularly care for him but i like him uh, if he were to run democrat i'd probably vote for him but if youngkin ran I, I, I think I could, I could live with Youngkin. He, he's very presidential. We need a presidential president, like, like Reagan-esque, like what Reagan did, where he brought pride in America back. Now everything's about pride, but it's, it's everybody's personal pride. It's not, it's, it's, it's call me this, do this. Yeah, there's no nationalism anymore. 
Well, I don't like the term nationalism, but... Well, that's but, just it, because they made it a dirty word. No, it is a dirty word. It, 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 it is a dirty word. You, mm-hmm. you can't... We can't be about just us in the U.S. We, we've, we've already crossed that. We've crossed that ro- road. We, we, no, we, yeah, we, we, we get involved in things. We were involved in two world wars, and we were clearly people that helped those situations. So we can't oh, yeah. be nationalists. We have to be world-oriented. Well, I don't, I don't, but at home, at home, we have to we, – we, we can't – be several different groups too many chiefs i agree with that we we can't have every single group being represented we have to have we have to paint paint with not necessarily broad strokes but well thought out strokes broad is is not good either um too too spread out with every little thing that we need to be just about is not right either um, I mean, look at Reagan. Reagan, uh, when when Reagan was president, the air traffic controllers they were in a union, and 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 they did have beef. They had good beef. It was it was understandable. But he said, the nation cannot deal with this in the way that you're doing it. You cannot shut down air transport. He said, screw that. We'll replace you. We'll do whatever. But this is not happening. Get back into your seat and get those planes landing. We need pragmatic thought. That's why I'm voting Wilkes Allen 2024. Yeah, I would definitely vote for uh, for Wilkes Allen at this point. No offense, yeah. fellas. But no, I mean, it's funny. Oh, you weren't going to before? No, I, I was on the fence, but but Mike won me over tonight. So yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. I just, I, uh, no, I, I, I just think, think it's We have fun. to be more central. No, I agree with you. And that's what I meant by nationalists. But you know, Obama and Biden both promised to be uniters. And it turned out that they were, they're the opposite. And, you know, Trump basically just said, I want to put America first. And that created division because people fucking hated him. You know, despite whether they had a good three-year run, they, they despised the guy. And that, that, so that's, you know, so Biden was going to fix that by uniting all of us. And he's not even trying to do that anymore. And honestly, I think even people who hate Trump, if you're a big liberal and you're for freedom, I don't know how you can't be a little freaked out and scared right now when you have basically the, the head of the executive branch, branch taking out a political rival Yeah. when he announces his own campaign. Like, I mean, that's clearly what this what is What was the timing of him announcing it and this Mar-a-Lago? He hasn't announced yet. I okay. thought he did that same week. No. Oh, Biden announced, but Trump yes. has. Yeah, no, yeah, the same week Biden announced and this raid happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it does, you hear Banana Republic thrown around a lot, but I mean, this is this is pretty frightening. I mean, you know that this guy is the guy who's going to run against you, so you have his house raided over presidential records. It It's, and, and, and we talked about this on the text thread, and uh, listen, if you want to become a premium member of Friends of Zeus podcast, it's $100 a year you will get access to our text thread. Oh, boy. Which it's is where, doozy. They, that's where the action <laughs> happens. Yeah. You know what? We had, we had a photograph from the classic 50s movie Creature from the Black Lagoon today, and it made sense. <laughs> we also had, I also texted the video of the darkness singing a thing called Love, which was 
there's pretty, all sorts of there's all sorts of extra content and behind the yeah. scenes stuff that you get. So now I totally forgot where I was going with it. But we should make a book out of our text. Thread. We should. Actually, I got to get this in there because it's something I thought about uh, for like five minutes on the way over here tonight. But again, I've been really trying to engage with people that that hate uh, hate me. And, and try to understand or hate what I believe and just try to understand where they're coming from. And here's where I'm coming from. And, and, and I'm going to use a football analogy because it's football season's coming up, fancy football season's coming up and all that. But what's going on in our country right now? If it were a foot, if it was a football game, you got your Democrats, Republicans, whatever, you know, football teams, you've got, one of the teams, uh, their 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 uh, assistant coaches are going into the hotel where the opponent's team is staying, and they're like shiving the quarterback in the back in the middle of the night, like when he's going to get ice at the ice machine. Um, you've got the game where all of the refs and that are refing the game used to play for one of the teams, but okay. You've got the uh, the coach of the team that you're rooting for. They're more interested in their next job than actually like winning the game. So they're trying to like curry favor with the other team. You've got during the game, while the game's going on, the fans from the other team are marching on your coach's house and like threatening your coach's children while they're trying to sleep in their house at night. Right. Um, you've got announcers that constantly berate one team only and and they never talk ill about the other team. You've got the camera replays that, you know, if there's like your team has some sort of like bad play or dirty play on the other on the other guy like steps steps on their quarterback's fingers or something like that. The replay shows it 7,000 times and doesn't stop and yet the other team is playing dirty and they never cover that at all. Um, depending on who's in the lead, the rules change as far as like how many points things, you know, oh, pass interference constantly. And then as the team's losing, as the team's losing, yeah, and then <laughs> suddenly there's pass interference on that losing team. And then even like, it on really the, is a on good the analogy. Rare occasion <laughs> that your, your team wins, just like in European football, soccer, the ref comes out and adds four more minutes to the clock. <laughs> Like gives the ball to the other team. That that, that dick's is not quite in the dirt yet. That is what we're <laughs> dealing with. If I can, I don't know how else I can put it. But no, that's, that's what it feels like. That's fantastic. And, like, and also, what what episode is this? 80? 80. 80. Okay, so finally on our 80th episode, we talked a little bit about sports. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Dude, we should do a sports episode. We should. We should. I'm our favorite sports episode. My game I was equating this to more think of Trump as Pesci at the end of Goodfellas when they're walking him in the house and he turns and goes, Oh fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like he didn't see it coming and man, he sees the plastic wrapping on the floor. <laughs> yeah. No, no, this is more like Pesci at the end of casino when they take him out to the field. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Throwing dirt in his mouth. Wow. A lot of Pesci references. Pesci should run for president. He's 80. Why not? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Let's get some younger people in there. I don't know. But I think it'd be good. 
Um, well, I mean, Reagan not- was an old old bird, but man, he. I was terrified of him when I was a kid, but man, when you look back at his 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 history, it's it's pretty respectable. Well, Biden Biden was actually the oldest man elected president, so now there is no cap. It, it's just you know we can get we can get somebody really ancient. Yeah. Well, like the original rule, it's uh, you got to have a law degree, I think, but what and you got to be thirty five, right? Those you are two of the. You don't have to have a law degree. You have to be 35. You have to be born in the United States oh, or that one, one yeah. of the territories. Wait, is it 35? 35. I thought it was 35. Yeah, I thought it was 45. 35. Honestly, it's too bad Schwarzenegger's from Austria. I yeah, you can't. You have to be born here. Yeah, because I think the Terminator would make a. We've we've had actors before. They've done a good job, and he had Reagan esque qualities to him. He's the governor of California. The governator. Um, wait, wait a minute, though. I mean, just as a possible scenario, wasn't Kamala Harris born in like Canada or something? No, I, I don't. No, I don't. I, uh, no, just I don't know. Law. I know. Don't I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Um, grew up in Canada, I thought. Like McCain was born in Panama, but Panama, it was on an American base. His father was a Navy guy. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. God damn, I wish he could have run. I wish. Not me. I lo- McCain? Yeah, man. Like, we like had to think for, like, this whole dossier disaster. Yeah, but I like that he, he would cross the aisle. That was huge to yeah. me. Yeah, but he, I think he, I think he did run. Just, he did no, run. I'm saying I wish he would have gotten it. You know what happened when McCain ran, Zeus? The party's media destroyed him. <laughs> well, listen, no. And that's why Palin, Palin destroyed him. No, no. She could see Alaska from her back door. The, the media destroyed Ugh. him. The media destroyed him. The media destroyed Romney, and now they love Romney. The media destroyed Liz Cheney. Now they love Liz Cheney. And also, I got to say tonight, we all got to raise a glass to Liz Cheney getting her ass kicked out of office tonight. I haven't even looked at the results in the Wyoming primary, but she was 30 points behind earlier today. So the written's to Liz Cheney. Um, and boy, you ever want to question old Dick Cheney? What is this? Look at his look at his daughter. His, he, he, was he? Does he oh, play the sides? Come on! What a disaster! Yeah, it's um, ridiculous. Well, do we have anything else to say about the raid on Mar-a-Lago tonight, boys? Or have Again, we been on? Have we been I, on for a while? I, I <laughs> there was something. There, oh, I, I, I know what I got to tell you guys, and then what we can wrap up. Little story about what's behind me. So. I went to uh, this grocery store and uh, it's kind of like, it's anyway, I went to this grocery store and what is a grocery store? What is a grocery store? I'm not a biologist, but (laughs) behind me here, this was one of the end caps by the, uh, in the, in the freezer section. (laughs) And I'm walking by there. I'm like walking my daughter to, cause she has to go to the bathroom. It's like, we're going back to where the, bathrooms are and i walked by this thing and i literally literally stopped in my tracks this is no, there's nothing edited behind me it said someone put this sign up. it said real news and then it had the new york times wow and i was like i don't know if you can zoom in criminal inquiry prompted search of the trump resort and the other headline holy anyway, good eyes i was like real new like am i living in in a simulation right now like i understand the whole like fake news thing but they actually and i told my wife i'm like 
I'm like, hon, we got to watch They Live. And she's like, you've been telling me we have to watch this movie, They Live, for 10 years. Like, let's watch it or not watch it. Uh And I'm like, we got to watch it because this reminded me of They Live. Mike, you just took it right out of my mouth. It's exactly what I thought about was the, uh, the signs. Do you believe that this thing exists? How, like, how shitty is the world when Roddy Piper is a voice of reason? <laughs> I mean, I got—I haven't seen it in a long time, so anyway, it holds up. You know what? We should do a They Live review. What was the other one we were gonna do? We were episode? saying that we should have our. Uh, you know what, Jack? I think we've been on for a while. Yeah. Oh wait, I do want to just tell you about this one behind me. So this. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Hey, is the Marilago. <laughs> <laughs> this is Marilago. This is how they rate it. This is how they rate it. Oh wait! What? Oh, nice man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, that was just my little thing because that sure as hell does not look like a pleasant. Hey, how are you? We just need to look at a couple of things. I think this is my. Well, you got first, second, and third waves. That yeah. sounds like war. This is like the most relaxing podcast I think we've ever done. <laughs> I mean, I just feel really rejuvenated. Nice. <laughs> All right, boys, we have been on for a while now. How you doing? Your friendly neighborhood co-host Tom here of the Friends of Zeus podcast. Just wanted to chime in on this FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is, I mean, this has really crossed the line at this point. And we've talked about this in the past on our show about weaponizing the IRS, weaponizing the FBI, the Department of Justice. And this has really cemented that entire concept. It's definitely happening. And when you look at who's being targeted by these things, it's uh, it's obviously a one-sided affair. And that's the whole complaint from the friends of Zeus that we've had all along is that uh, the these the the government agencies are being weaponized against one particular party from one particular party as Mike calls them the party and this is when you get into a sort of communist sort of a government banana republic as some people call it this is what we're headed towards and this is a dangerous dangerous thing obviously the actual raid of of Donald Trump's home. Uh, There's no merit to it. Uh, As a president, obviously, you can work from home. You can have documents at home. That's not a problem. Even after leaving office, you can still have documents at home uh, to help with your continuing work. You're writing your memoirs. You're working on things. Uh, Donald Trump, obviously, working on fair elections, continuing that effort even after leaving office. A lot of work to be done. Presidents do this. Jimmy Carter, you know, um, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, they all continue their work from home, and they all have documents at home with them. And furthermore, the president himself is the one that can classify or declassify documents. It's up to him. So there's no such thing as the president having something he's not allowed to have that doesn't make any sense. This is all about trying to find something to make Donald Trump look bad when he didn't really do anything wrong. It's the same thing with the investigation going on in, in New York, where he just uh, pled the took the fifth so that he didn't have to testify. The whole point of trying to get him to testify, they don't have anything to charge him with. They're hoping that he would testify 
to see if they would could trip him up and maybe get like a perjury charge or something like that. But so if you don't testify, then they can't uh, trip you up on anything. So that's why he's taking the fifth. He's, he's kind of forced into doing that just because they're using underhanded measures to try and catch him in something. They don't have anything to charge him with currently, and that's why he hasn't been charged. He didn't do anything wrong. It's a fishing ex expedition, one after another, just trying to make him look bad or trying to catch him in something. They're looking and looking and looking. They're looking through his taxes. They've been looking through his taxes for, gosh, over a decade, and they still haven't found anything wrong with his taxes. I mean, explain that. But anyway, it's it's a ridiculous situation. It's a, it's a crossing the Rubicon moment for our country, for the federal government to start doing stuff like this. It was very dangerous, very scary. Um, I think it's going to kind of lead towards the results in the November midterm elections that we're kind of expecting at this point. And we'll see what happens there. I mean, once uh, the Republicans take over the House, uh, starting next year, after the midterm elections, I think you're going to see a lot of investigations uh, and a lot of committees and hearings going on about all of this and, and exposing everyone. And I think some uh, jobs are going to be lost in the FBI and the IRS, and, and deservedly so. This is ridiculous. But just wanted to chime in on that. Thanks, guys. Great episode. And uh, I'll catch up with you later. I'm still traveling the world, <laughs> as always. But I'll catch up with you guys soon. Bye.